Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Well, well, well. Interesting, uh, interesting week out at sea. And now I am no longer out at sea. Uh, I've got some explaining to do. <laughs> uh, grand plans, I guess. But uh, yeah, just got into Oriental. Uh, which is pretty cool. I've always wanted to come here and see this place. Um, yeah, just had to had to bail, had to get off that ocean. Um, I guess we'll we'll sort of get into it. But like I always say before we start the show, if you want to support this podcast and keep it going, follow the link, become part of the Patreon family. It is hugely helpful uh, with all these endeavors and all this sort of stuff. Obviously, we still have the merch out there. Pick some of that up. It's pretty cool. And uh, if you want to reach out to the show, sailingintooblivion.com, podcast link, contact the show button. Boom. Goes right to me. Okay, so what the heck happened? Uh, Essentially, the game plan was, uh, you know, to go out and do a big rip out towards Bermuda, possibly stop out there. Possibly not. Um, you know, essentially, I kind of felt like I had some time and I wanted to get back out there to see what it would be like to go back out there after the last voyage. And uh, yeah, it, um, I don't know, it was, it was strange. You know, I left and the wind was good. It was blowing pretty hard out of the north and I was able to just, um, you know, sail out of the sound. Uh, I only had to motor for like two hours. Normally you have to motor for almost five to get all the way out to the sea. And uh, this time it was great. We just blasted along. It's having a great time. Um, the winds eased off that night. And then uh, and then things just got, got light. And I kept going out and out and out. And the forecast looked all right, but it was definitely really patchy it was one of those things where i wasn't trying to avoid bad weather i was trying to just make sure i stayed in some kind of wind and it was not happening and i'm like becalmed and i'm desperately trying to get the sails going uh it's one of the frustrating uh things about about having a west sail, I guess, uh, or any like heavy displacement boat, is you need some breeze. And when you have, you know, normal open ocean conditions, you've always got some sort of swell going on. And even if you've got five, all I need is like five to eight knots of wind. And I can, if the sea is flat, we can just blast. I put the biggest of the big sails up and, you know, typically have to either reach or, uh, close reach but uh, yeah essentially uh that was not happening and it was it was kind of coming into that same frustrating situation of you're you're out there and you can't sail and i know that's part of it um you know unless you live in the trade wind belt uh or you want to do some disaster sailing up in the high latitudes. It's one of those things where 
Ah, the variables essentially they're they're tricky and um i it looked like it was going to be a decent win window but uh it really just it sort of cut out on me and so i'm out there and i'm contemplating things and i'm looking at the chart and i'm seeing i'm getting a little further and a little further and a little further out to sea and normally that feels really good uh normally that's sort of my happy place and that's where i like to be and uh not so much this time. Um, I felt it felt very similar to being in the uh, Southern Ocean in in some respects. Not obviously not the conditions, but uh, down there, one of the things that happens is you're kind of always looking over your shoulder. You're waiting for the next low. You're waiting for the next bomb to come off. And and after this winter, watching the weather, I watch the weather like constantly out there. Um, you know, from my desktop while I was docked and I'm watching low pressure system after low pressure system. And if you listen to Matt Rutherford's podcast, he talked about that too. He was just like, they just keep coming off the coast. He kept getting delayed on deliveries and all sort of stuff. And so the weather was weird. And I, I don't know, I had that kind of feeling of like, man, something really ugly could come ripping right off that coast. And then I'm going to have to just deal with it, which... Uh, I've been through enough of it to know that I don't want to deal with it, but I also know kind of how to handle myself in it. And, uh, you know, regardless of the one rogue wave that took us out after all these years, uh, it, uh, it just didn't feel right. And it was a very contemplative voyage. Um, you know, I, I kind of went out there with the intention of, you know, lots of video stuff and lots of podcasts and all stuff. And I ended up sitting and quietly thinking, uh, which probably isn't the best thing to do um, <laughs> when you're alone on a boat out at sea. But you have to do it at some point. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it just it didn't sit right with me. Something Something seemed a little fishy and... I just, after, after like three days, I think was where I sort of had the epiphany where I was like, you know, I'm feeling pretty anxious about being out here. And I also don't want to, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't want to get, I have, I have some commitments that, that are coming up. And I, you know, I sliced out this bit of time, but I was also kind of not cutting it close, but my, my ambition for getting out to Bermuda and then back and stuff, um, would have definitely, if things would have gone, gone wrong, it might've, uh, presented a, a pretty ugly problem. And I think when you get into, or when I get into those situations where I'm, I'm get becalmed and I'm not able to make any progress and I can't keep going and we're just sort of floundering out there. Uh, I get worried that it's never going to end. Like it's, you know, gales, they come on you and they leave you. Um, but sometimes the calms just stick. And then, you know, suddenly you're like, oh, well, would I even be able to make it to Bermuda in time and get back and do all the things, get the boat hauled out, go to all these places that I've never been. I mean, I'm in Oriental, which is awesome. Uh it's a cool town. I've already met like a ton of awesome people. And I, I look like, um, what's that noise? Oh, <laughs> it's 
very busy place. Very busy place. Uh, yeah, just seeing. You know, have to do that, and then we got. I got to coordinate to get the boat hauled out um, next week, and then all of a sudden, then my sort of schedule opens up and everything. But I don't know. It's right now. My brain is still not really working all that well because you know, as as I've said in the past. One of the toughest parts about solo sailing is coming back into port and leaving port because you are, you are not able to sleep. Um, and I desperately tried. I was hove to last night about 20 miles outside of the inlet. Um, which inlet did I come in? It's the one right next to Cape Lookout. Uh, it's basically where, where Beaufort uh, is. And you know, there's warships out there and they're like messing around. And, and so I have to keep an eye on them. And I don't know. It's just one of those things I couldn't sleep and I hadn't slept in like a day already. And so now we're going on like two days and what was kind of happening, uh, which was reminiscent of the, the last trip when I didn't have AIS and I didn't have the solar and, and, you know, the boat's all broken and bashed up. I started getting like so sleep deprived that I was getting real anxious. You know, your 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 uh, pulse goes up. You you lay your head down to try and sleep no matter. You're so tired, and yet your brain is just is ticking away, thinking about all these things that might happen or could happen. And um, you know, it's it's almost like losing a little bit of control of. Uh, your ability to sort of control your brain. <laughs> That's the worst way to describe it in the world, but I don't, I don't know. It's uh it's kind of a new to me thing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, um, I think with the light winds and losing a bunch of sleep initially, and then just continuing that and, uh, I don't know. It just, it was one of those things where I wasn't feeling it. And I've, I've done enough sailing to know that if you got a bad feeling, get back. Uh, you don't have to be out there if you don't want to. There's nothing to prove. Uh, the ocean's going to be there later. Sparrow is in fine shape. I must say, holy cow, uh, this boat did fantastic. When we did have decent sailing conditions, she was just flying. Regardless how old the sails are, the new gallows work and look great the solar capability was bonkers i had my fridge fully cranked the meat the ham and stuff that that i shoved in there and turned into a brick uh that's all still frozen i've never had to to back that fridge down and normally you have to normally i have to crank that way way back and this time not at all so the the power supply was was phenomenal um the drone worked. I got some drone footage. Not much, because it's really scary flying that thing. After losing one, it's <laughs> it's not. Uh, oh, it was it was really light conditions, but we were sailing, and I went up and you know I was flying it around trying to trying to video it and capture. It. I don't know. I I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm sure uh, it'll be pretty neat to see. Hopefully the actual quality is is pretty good as well because i know it's on the cheaper end of of the drone world oh man drinking a yingling light lager Mm. 
I figure I have about mm, two of these, and uh, and then I hit that bunk, and I don't wake up for. I'm hoping not to wake up. I know, I know, I'm gonna wake up at you know midnight or eleven or something. But if I'm lucky, my body is so worn down right now that I will not wake up until tomorrow. And I've got this slip here for a couple of days. Um, Monday, calling the place to haul out. And then uh, hopefully we can get me hauled out on Tuesday. And uh, and then I can prep prep everything I need to prep on, on Old Mighty Sparrow and get the, get the plan in action. Oh, excuse me. Wow. But... <sighs> yeah. So in a lot of ways, it was kind of a letdown. I'm feeling a little bit down about it right now. I'm not going to lie. But I know my brain's not working correctly. It never does for a day or so after any any voyage. Um, so I'm not going to sweat it. Uh, I got to go out. I got to test things out a little bit. Uh, like I said, we had some... <laughs> we had <laughs> some wind today. Um essentially you go i think it was like 15 miles on the intercoastal really narrow little place called adams canal or adams creek canal something like that and holy smoke super narrow you have to really keep an eye on uh, the navigation and stuff thank goodness for uh, a tablet because that just makes it so much easier i have the uh, my buddy scott he gave me a big, giant-size uh, pilot book for the entire intercoastal from Norfolk down to, like, Florida or something. And it's always good to have that backup in case, you know, who knows? The iPad could could overheat or something. Um, but so we get up there, and, and it's starting to get really windy. It's coming out of the south. I wanted to get to Oriental, but Oriental faces uh faces the south so i knew it was going to be uh the windward shore or lee shore no lee shore and so the winds are building and building and i was going to i you know it was one of those things where i could uh there i passed like two marinas on this little thing and it was super calm the winds weren't up at all and i just thought to myself hey you know i think i'll get over there to oriental and check it out and everything and you know, it's those decisions that sometimes come back and haunt you. But uh, as as I go to cross this little, <laughs> which I should really have this chart unfolded so that I can name off all of these things. But essentially, there's about a, a six-mile bit of open water uh, to get over across. And the wind just starts howling, uh, you know, 25 to 30 knots. It you know it's it's protected waters, but the waves were definitely uh, up into the three foot maybe, which on tiny you know windswept waves it was like whoa. And you you come into Oriental and there's like a little dog leg. It's again it's all real shallow, so you have to stay right in this one little track. And I'm looking at this marina and there's a there's a break wall. I've never been in here before. I know they don't have any boats on the face dock because it's too rolly. And I'm looking at all these boats that are in, tied up, and all the masts are just bouncing around. And I'm looking, and the winds are building up, and the waves are getting bigger, and I'm hand steering. And then the, the VHF, the handheld one, dies, and I'm supposed to call the guy right there. 
Uh, I have to like hop down below and drag the handset up as, as close as I can to the cockpit. And, uh, you know, in that two seconds that I had to let go of the tiller, it essentially, the boat starts like rounding up and now I'm, I'm getting side slapped and the boat's getting wet and now the iPad and like, I'm like, whoa. And so I actually turn around. I'm like, nope, uh, uh-uh. this is too dangerous. It's too sketchy. Uh, I don't know the place I'm out of here. Cause I have to dock the thing. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty decent at docking this boat. Uh, but it's <laughs> in those conditions and in my condition, it's uh, a little bit, a little bit scary. And so I turn around and Sparrow hits those waves and instantly does what Sparrow does best. Hobby horse in. And when she hobby horses in really, really shallow or um, quick succession chop like that, the bow goes up and then the stern goes up and the propeller loses its grip. And I'm at 1,500 RPMs, and which is 500 more than I normally would uh, run with, and I am not moving at all. So I'm trapped, and I was like, nope, committed. Boom, turn around again, head right back in, past the brake wall, get these guys on the horn. Luckily, oh, my God, out of just sheer luck. So they have one slip left, and they give it to me. And I'm looking at this place, and I'm like, gosh, this is going to be like a miserable night on this dock. But this little marina that I found, uh, they are tucked way up in here. And, I mean, we're talking flat. We're sheltered from the wind. Uh, It was a little sketchy getting in here, but, man, they, they brought a bunch of people out really really awesome my neighbors all came out they helped me obviously i looked like a man possessed Uh, i'm all super crazy sunburnt because you have to be up on deck going through the intercoastal and slathering sunscreen on which always irritates my face as well and so it's like double-edged sword and i'm just sweating and i probably stink i did put some deodorant on before i got in i haven't taken a shower yet but i'm going to uh i i you know i always try that's one it's one thing that I've always tried to do. I think even since uh, the old Appalachian Trail days is when I when I go from go from beast mode in nature, you know, no showers, none of that, you know, blah, you're gross. When I return to civilization, I do like to try and uh, rinse rinse off before uh, I I reimmerse because I've bumped into some people that either come off the trail or come off the sea. And you're like, whoa, I'll never forget one time in the BVI. And I don't know where these people were from, somewhere in Europe. I've never smelled body odor so bad. And obviously they had just gotten off of uh, a pretty long trip or something. They were out at sea, I think, for like more than a week. Oh, but wow. And, you know, you have to stand there. Ah, customs. Man, that was tough. I just remember being like, like, like it almost... Almost so powerful, it's like ammonia. <laughs> it like stings your nose, and you can't, you know, you smell it for a couple hours afterwards. But so I try not to do that, um, FYI. <laughs> but uh, I definitely look like a wild, possessed man uh, today. And uh, I just have to say thanks to all the people around. I just, luckily, I had some books on board, and I just threw them to all the 
people who helped out. I was like, hey, what's the book? Normally I wouldn't really do that, but uh, Oriental is a big-time sailory town as far as I know. And, you know, if I can get the word out a little bit, I'm here for a couple of days, might make some connections uh, for some speaking stuff maybe in the future uh, for the fall the fall tour that hopefully uh, actually happens. We will we will see. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. That's that's uh, that's it. I know the last bunch of podcasts have been uh, kind of shorter form, but you know uh, that's just how how we go and stuff. Um, I did talk to my buddy Phil. The one and only legend uh, from a few few podcasts ago on sailing vessel Ness. Uh, let's all keep him in our our hearts uh, and our minds because he is. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to divulge anything or anything like that. But uh, he he could use positive vibes going to him right now. <laughs> let's just say that. But. What a legend! I'm I'm like kind of freaking out earlier because the winds are picking up. It's like, whoa! I've never been to Oriental. Anchors ready, all this stuff. Boat's just a mess. Um, not how I like to roll in somewhere. Not at all. I'm a little panicky. Call up Phil. Boom, picks up and he just nails it. He's like, oh yeah, well, you know, because that's where this is where he keeps his boat and uh, <laughs> just. Nails down all this different stuff. Tells me exactly what I need to do, who I need to call, uh, and man, thank you, Phil, because it it helped me huge, and that's why I'm here on this dock uh, instead of. Although the winds have calmed down a little bit now, which is nice. Uh, the the game plan was to continue further up because there's a lot of like creeks and things like that that you can. You can essentially just go find a nice little hole somewhere and anchor, and and you can just chill and do that. But uh, I, I've always wanted to come here. I've always wanted to come here. So I think that was sort of the impetus of uh, taking a little bit of the risk. But I also didn't want to get stranded out there, uh, where I was like, oh man, it's getting dark, and I still can't find a place to anchor. So, the trials and tribulations on board Sparrow. Um, I'm going to have to dig through and see if I have any offshore gold or if the couple of shows that I recorded are absolute just trash. Um, if they are just trash, then that's that's it. I'll uh, We'll have to wait until next time for those. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping hoping to uh, hopefully be able to sit down with some people maybe even while I'm here. So we we shall see, but other than that, Thanks for listening. Until next time, uh, this is me just about ready to have one more beer and go to bed. (laughs) All right.